This episode of Dear Jessamine has profanity, sex talk, weed smoking, and a bunch of other shit that's just not for everybody. You also may not agree with the stuff we say or how we say it, and we think that's great. We promote cannabis medicine to people over 21. If you're not 21, come back when you are. Hey, Jessamine. Hey, Ash. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I I feel like um, I'm doing a lot of like, okay, I gotta be stressed out of this. I gotta be stressed out about that. I gotta be stressed out about this other thing. I gotta be stressed out. And I don't think that's probably very true, but it's definitely how I feel. I think that's so interesting considering what happened last week and how I had a... Um, you know, I... I guess it was a complete emotional breakdown. It didn't feel very complete to me. Like, Mm. I could definitely break down more than how I broke down. But I think that in terms of breaking down in front of other people, it was a a real uh, drop for me. And I think that it really uh, embodies so much of what you are talking about right now this feeling of like okay so I have to do this thing and then I'm doing that thing and then I'm doing this thing and I mean I so I identify with what you're saying completely yeah I mean it's interesting like for some reason and tell me if this feels totally off base but there's something about the the way that that happened and the way that you're talking about it that reminds me of like feeling nauseous and like needing to throw up and it's like oh my god I need to and I don't want to and I'm fighting it and I don't want to and And it's gonna happen like it's going to come up (laughs) and I feel like over the years like there are these like three or four Pavlovian responses I feel like that are really prominent in my life because they contrast with other people I like throwing up because I only throw up when I absolutely have to and I always feel better after And so like at this point when I start to feel that way, I'm like, oh my God, relief is on the way. And for some reason I'm able to like see that more than the discomfort I'm in or something. But it's literally only that. (laughs) That's because you're an Aries, honestly, and that you are comfortable with discomfort, honestly, in a way that I think a lot of us are not necessarily. Maybe it is that leapfrog over the discomfort. Like maybe it is that idea that like if we get through this discomfort, it'll be, it'll be better. It won't be this discomfort anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so my brain is just like leap, but sometimes I miss the lesson mm-hmm. as we know. Oh, totally. You know, cause mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 this is going to be better when it's over and then it's over. And I'm like, thank God. Okay, great. Let's move on. You know? Meanwhile, I'm self-flagellating, like will not let it go. Like refusing, like nails dug in. Everyone else has gone home, moved on to other things. And I'm like, I cannot move on. Like this is supposed to be painful and it needs to be painful and I'm going to do that. And you're like, you, you like double back on a third lap and you're like, are you, are you good? Are you still here? Are you still really thinking about this? No, I just, I mean, last week felt like the first real episode of the show that we recorded. Like I felt very much like this is what my life is actually like. Mm -hmm. And I think that showing that reality is not celebrated in our society. We definitely are like, like 
show the side of yourself that you want other people to see or project, like project something other than what is actually happening. God forbid anyone see who you actually are. Or only one portion, one sliver of what's actually happening. A curated, carefully, like crafted version. And also that if you are having a breakdown, then it means that everything is terrible Mm -hmm. and like you must like everything must be awful in order for that to happen because people are so fake all the time and like it's totally normal to be fake and I felt like last week I was just keeping it real like shit gets real sometimes and it's not even that big of a deal it's not like you don't move on by the end of the day Mm -hmm. it's like or that or even by the end of the hour Mm -hmm. But that's still what it's like. And I think that, you know, doing this work where we are such close creative collaborators and on top of that are in a very serious romantic relationship and then on top of that are in a very serious domestic relationship. Mm -hmm. Like all these things are not necessarily happening together for everybody. Yeah, I mean, like you might have a romantic relationship, you might have a domestic relationship, maybe those two things are together, maybe you might have a creative relationship that might not even be necessarily a business relationship. But having all of those things happen simultaneously and not acknowledging what that is actually like just feels stupid to me. Like, I'm like, I don't understand the point of doing any of this if it's not to shine a light on that. Cause a lot of people are showing like their version of work, love balance, mm-hmm. but it's not what is actually happening for them. Like that's they not try to do BTS, but it's like behind the scenes. I live for people who do BTS yeah. of their like working relationship with, with a partner, especially if it's people, I, I feel like I only ever see it with people who like photograph each other or do mm. video of each other um probably just because that's the they I'm have sure access to that there's partners podcasts there's you know we try to put a little bit of a bts at the end after credits but it's curated bts and it's like, cute it's not it's to meant yeah. to make you laugh yeah for sure it's not a fight hey jessamine hey ash want to tell these folks about vibrators with me i thought you'd never ask Okay, so this company, Sweet Vibes, sent us a couple things to try, and I'm actually impressed. First of all, though, I think everyone knows how you and I feel about sex and masturbation, right? Well, if they don't, they're about to. We're into it. Both things. Sex with yourself and sex with other people. Masturbation is self-care. So Sweet Vibes feels exactly the same way. Their website says they believe everyone deserves orgasms, and they're committed to helping you find yours. Okay, so tell me about these toys. Well, first of all, they all have really cute names, but actually get the job done. Yeah, okay. Maybe I should give these a try. Dang. Move over mom's back massager that I discovered when I was watching pop-up video after school when I was seven and never told anyone about. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And I mean, I guess move over pillow I brought to boarding school with me. (laughs) What? That pillow was a good (laughs) I bet. Oh, also, I wanted to say all these toys are under 50 bucks. They ship for free and they're all made of medical grade silicone. They look waterproof, are they? They're all water resistant, yeah. Uh, And many of them are also waterproof. Why, are you taking it to the pool with you this summer? I mean, maybe, but mostly I just get really wet. Oh, I'm actually glad you said that. They also sent us their lube called Drop. It's condom safe, toy safe, it feels really good. That is quite the solo kit. Well, you and everyone can get these products at sweetvibes.toys and use their offer code LOVEYOURSELF at checkout for 15% off any of their great products. Only one offer per masturbator or gifter, I guess. 
could probably just use these. That sounds good. That's at sweetvibes.toys. Offer code loveyourself at checkout for 15% off of the products. Without further ado, here's what happened last week. Yeah. Okay. So I just, I just want to start this week by saying that I feel like every time that we come in here, I have to be like ready to do the show and in a good mood. And that note for me honestly comes from the very first time that we ever did this show before you were actually on the show. You gave me the critique that I sounded irritated or annoyed or something like that. And we ultimately transitioned to a model in which I was talking directly to you as opposed to just speaking extemporaneously and to myself and or to the to the question asker. And I found that that really helped me to be it helped me like moderate my mood a little bit more. But I feel like ever since then, there's been this expectation of like coming to the booth, ready to record, like be in a mood to do it. And that has never felt authentic to me because that is not my truth. Like I'm not just in a good mood because I have to be in a good mood. When you say there's been an expectation from whom? Okay. I think philosophically I get that it's from me that I'm the one who's doing that I've created this reality wherein like I there are these expectations for me that I have to follow and I get that and honestly that's the end of it but I also want to give space to the fact that like it it felt like a critique of from you of how I naturally show up in the space and how that comes off to other people, which I get, but it feels inauthentic to me and it annoys the fuck out of me. And today in particular, I'm just not in the mood to do it. And like, I don't want to be coming onto the show just feeling like, oh, I have to be pretending that I'm in a good mood when I'm not in a good mood. And especially if I'm not in a good mood with you. And like that, I don't know how else to <laughs> express how I'm feeling right now. And like, not just keep it real. Did you not want to talk about what we were talking about before? No, thanks for keeping it real. Something that's coming up for me right now is like this question of work-love balance and how us doing this work thing together is also like right now, even we're talking about our dynamic and our communication and that's real. Like that stuff is true. And what is the line, given that you're quite a private person, and I'm not, what is the line between how we share publicly in our work life and and how we don't? And I think that's what's coming up for me right now is that there's this part of me that's like, I know you don't like to share these kinds of things publicly. And so I want to tell you, you don't have to or something, but I also want to honor that it's coming up for you and you're interested in talking about it. You know, I actually don't feel like I'm not comfortable expressing these things publicly, because to me, the whole reason to do any of this, like any of my work at all in in public, I'm in public life, but in like 
putting myself out into the world, the only reason to do that shit is to just be myself and be honest and be authentic. And there's this bullshit thing that happens whenever you have a brand and whenever people are, when people are working for your brand or when people have decided who you are, Mm -hmm. that there comes this like, playing into a trope of like, oh, this is an idea of who I am as opposed to who I really am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like especially as I mean, I say like, especially as a yoga practitioner, but like legit, if I talk about yoga, if I'm saying like, oh, I practice yoga, I teach yoga, this is what yoga is. And it's not saying like, oh, I got over that hurdle and now I feel totally different. And let me explain to you how I got there. No, it's like sometimes shit is just hard. And that is what life is. And I feel like I have put myself into a box on this show, a box that what I was and honestly, I don't even want to because another part of the yoga of it is it doesn't have anything to do with anyone else. So I'm willing to own that I'm the one who is creating this situation in which like I feel like I have to come to set with like a very specific attitude. And if I'm not in that attitude, I need to get in that attitude. It really doesn't matter what else is going on. So to to your point of like, oh, well, you know, you never wanted to talk about these things in the past. I never said that. I'm saying that I don't typically because it's not, I don't know, it's not relevant, but I feel like if we're doing this show in which the two of us who work together and are in a relationship together, like earlier today, we were having a disagreement and I was like thinking, okay, we have to work together so much today. Mm -hmm. This is before the workday started. And like we have to, we're recording the podcast. We're shooting all of these yoga classes later today. We're doing another recording after that, another audio recording. And it's just going to be like back to back to back to back. And like, I was like, we cannot start the day from this place. And then I'm like, we do start the day from this place. Like sometimes we do start the day from this place and that's just what it is. And it's not that there's something wrong and I don't want to have to, I was like, I really don't want to come up on this fucking podcast and have to act like we weren't having a disagreement earlier when we were. I feel like that also brings up a a question of like, cause you, you kept saying like, how are you trying to sell this? Like, what are you trying to sell? And what I was expressing to you, especially then was like, I'm not trying to sell anything. And I didn't know that. Like, I'm like, because I, I thought don't, you hired me to sell a product, to polish a product, to can make be sold. a product, oh, and to then create I, a product. So, so or it's not even, I'm so sorry, please. I've never worked anywhere in my life where I didn't make a product to sell to somebody. I feel to you. their specifications. I feel you. And so it was a huge shift. And this comes up constantly with us in this field. I know you were new at this mm-hmm. once, but when you were new at this, you were going it alone. You didn't have a boss. You didn't have anybody critiquing you. You didn't have anybody teaching you that it's not about selling. It's about being, which is what life is about, which I was on the precipice of learning also and still am. God willing every day, you know? So I'm just saying like so much has shifted since the very first day you and I tried to make Dear Jessamine. I mean, even just the whole format. So that's all I'm saying is like, those things need to be updated. That's the growth and work and mess of a relationship. I feel you. I completely agree with what you're saying. And I just want to take it a step further. So I feel like I'm, I hear what you're saying. I see myself regressing creatively because of this idea of 
having a product because when I started doing this, I had no, I was not trying to create a product. Mm -hmm. I literally am just living the art. I am living my truth. Mm -hmm. I am just being. And part of just being is literally just recording the shit and having fun with it and like just enjoying myself. And that for years, that's what it was, just doing that. And now it's at this place where there's a need to create a product and to make it appealing to other people. That as a concept, being appealing to other people has been foreign to me. And it's also not the art of living. It's trying to like manufacture living or something. And now I feel like, and this is, so I'm speaking emphatically like I'm like, I I think it's coming across as like, Ash, you fucked with my life. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to speak about something that I can only imagine that as artists exist in this digital realm, which is also a, a space of commerce, that this is a question that comes up for a lot of people. Like, what is, what is the point? Art has always existed under capitalism and... Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's not, it's a different look, but it's different package, same issue. Yeah. Like, do you, as a, somebody, you know, what, what are the, anyway, doesn't matter. I mean, literally, no, the patronage system, like fucking even advertising before the internet, like all these different things. And there was, I mean, in the sixties and seventies, such a pushback from artists who looked at artists who worked in uh, marketing and in advertising. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you are, you, you can't possibly be fulfilled by this. And you're contributing to the system that is disenfranchising all of us. That same thing with the field of psychology in marketing. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Psychology no, is like, totally. this is harmful. You're doing the, you're take, you're using, you know, dark magic or something. It is dark magic. It's so sketchy mm-hmm. and we're all doing it. And we just act like it's fine because it's like, the, you want to live inside and not just live inside. You want to like really enjoy your life and be able to do whatever you want to do. And it just doesn't even matter that like, we're all trying to control each other. <laughs> it's so intense. But anyway, so with this show, that has never been a goal of mine. Literally, the only reason that we even started doing this is because I was like, I want to answer these DMs, but I think that the audience who is looking for this answer is bigger than the people that are watching my Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. I had never worked on a show, any kind of show ever before that. That's not true. I was one time I was this random PA for this guy who was producing a weird corporate video, but it's neither here nor there. I did learn a lot. I did take a lot from that actually. So I shouldn't discount that, but I'd never done it as a profession. And I, um, you know, I love doing great work. And so I just know that what that means has changed so much Mm -hmm. from that initial recording. Mm -hmm. And I know that you, I mean, so the the reason, so the whole reason that I thought it would be cool to do this with you is that you have this interest in producing podcasts and I just wanted to get this information out into the, I just wanted to record it. And I think it's fun to do projects. And like, that's the reason to make the art to me is that it's like two merging spiritual needs coming together and just turning into something else. But that is really different from needing to sell some shit to people and it becoming about selling shit to people. And it's like, who even gives a fuck? Like, honestly, I mean, like I literally look at it as like, if, if I don't care, how am I supposed to like convince someone else to care? I'm like, I just think that's dumb. I think if people are interested, they'll come. 
it's it's like the uh, the whole concept of good vibes only is sketchy to me. I'm like, do not fucking tell me what my vibes need to be. They're going to be whatever they are. And to this thing of like, what are you inviting in this week? It's the same thing as like, like, what's your intention? And like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, stop forcing ideas on people. Like if you like some people are not inviting anything in or they're just living, you know, like do you want to scratch this segment from our show. No, I'm not. I don't have an issue discuss. Sometimes I am inviting shit oh, in. Okay. I'm just saying that, like, right now I'm not. Is this? <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's. I think it's interesting. Just that you had just talked about leadership being about leading with intention, mm-hmm. and then like, <laughs> and then you're yeah. like, sometimes people aren't being intentional. I'm yeah. not going to be intentional sometimes. <laughs> so I just think that's. Maybe I think I that could be seen. I mean. No, no, no. I think that could be seen as a contradiction, and I think that could be seen as like a paradox. <laughs> I am a contradiction. Sure. This is something that, oh my, talk about shit that drives me crazy. Literally, we are all contradictions. We are all problematic. It makes me so, it's, I cannot with people who are like, no, there's a right way to be and a right way to act. And here's what it is. And let me tell, I can tell you exactly what it is. I'm like, and we can't be friends until you agree literally with what I said. And if you refuse to agree with what I said, we're not friends. Not only are we not friends, I may spend my time and energy harming you as a result of us not agreeing, simply not believing the same thing. And I'm not talking about like burning crosses, which obviously is devastating and terrifying. I'm talking about canceling people on the internet. Canceling people on the internet. I'm talking about being at work and being like, well, I don't like how you behaved. So I'm going to make sure your job is harder. I mean, weird shit. People do crazy fucking shit all day long. Literally. And it's just not that big a deal. Like I really, it's just so intense. It's just always about the other person. It's always about the person who's doing it. Yeah. And it's deeply violent. And it is, the, it comes from a space of like needing to control things. Yeah. And being fearful at the end of the day. It is all about fear. Always about fear. Oh my Absolutely. gosh. I was just thinking about all the people who do podcasts where they like come on and they're like, oh my God, I'm yeah. so excited about what's going to happen Not today. Oh, let me tell you, but literally. And I'm just like, they're acting. Yeah. Ultimately it's they're acting. Yeah. It's a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's literally fine. I mean, guess what I'm saying is I'm not acting. (laughs) To your point though, that like keeping it real is like what we're aiming for here. I feel like that's part of why in the intro we say we may talk about things in ways that you don't like and we think that's great. We literally think it's great. Mm -hmm. And I've said this last season, but I think it bears repeating that like, this is the whole point is that like you and I are going to disagree and it's going to be okay. Other people are going to disagree with what we think or what one of us thinks and that's going to be okay. And it's hard. It's hard to practice, but it's God, you know why too? Because people hate it. Mm. (laughs) People fucking hate it when you come like, I mean, I had this happen in my family recently and other, other close friends where I'm just like, I mean, agree to disagree basically. And they're like, no. And I'm just like, you're willing to lose a relationship over the fact that I am being honest with you that I'm, that I don't see it your way, but that's okay with me. Mm. I'm just like, how is that the choice? Because it's hard. That's, that's why. Cause it's hard and everything's hard right now. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think people are scared. Yeah. Scared to be different, to not be accepted. And I do think that things are hard right now. But like, 
I think they were hard before. I think they're hard always. And I just think that we react from a place of wanting to feel included. Do you want to move on to Sex and the Titty? Sex and the Titty question we saw on an episode, I think a couple nights ago. Um, and the question is from season two, episode 14 and it's worded a little funny, but I'll explain. The question is, were we in fact dating the same person over and over again? And, um, what she's asking is, do we just continue to attract people who are similar to the last people we attracted to date? Is this right? Is this your interpretation? Yeah. She's talking, Carrie is in a situation where she's just broken up with her boyfriend, Big, and she is feeling like she's feeling depressed about it. And she goes to her therapist or she goes to see a therapist and the therapist uh, essentially implies that she is the common denominator in all of her uh, relationships that she characterizes as being like failed relationships. And Carrie keeps blaming the problems in the relationships on the men that she's dating. And the therapist says that she is the common denominator in the relationships. So perhaps it's something related to her as opposed to being something that uh, these men are doing. And the idea then turns into like, is this the type of person that she wants to be with? Like someone that uh, does the things to her that big did to her. Mm -hmm. And I think I kind of have a problem with that whole ideology of like somebody doing something to you. It's been a lot of what we were talking about earlier. That's also what the therapist was saying. That's exactly right. But so then the question for Carrie is like, am I really just dating the same person over Mm -hmm. and over again? Like, do we just date the same people over and over again? And I think there's some truth in that from my own experience Mm. that I feel like I date the people that I've dated are all very similar to one another in what they are looking for from this life, in their uh, background and what has happened to them in their life in different ways. It's different across the spectrum experiences, but um, in terms of what they seek, it seems to be... um, pretty similar and also what they seek from me and the role that I play out in the relationship feels like a broken record, honestly, at this point, but it's like having the same problems over and over again in different forms. I don't, I disagree with the idea of changing, I guess. Like, I don't, we've talked about this. I think this is the crux of almost all of our conflict. Yeah. Or at the heart of it. I don't think that people change. I think that, and I certainly don't think that people change for other people. So you're not different from two years ago. I think I changed because I evolved. Right. I do think that there's a need for me to evolve if I want to have different kinds of relationships. But... I also don't feel like the evolution happens because of wanting to have different kinds of relationships. I think it happens because you evolve and because it, because you're living your own truth doing your own thing. And reflecting. Yeah. Or whatever experience needs to happen to you. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, I think that I only, and I may not be disagreeing, but I think I might be disagreeing only in a little bit. Like for instance, at work, if I need to evolve how I use my software or something, I will like actively seek out a program to help me learn this new way that I want to have information or use information. And I think that communication and whatever else in relationships is the same. If, if you're, if it's inefficient (laughs) the way it's working now, you would seek some kind of, um, guidance maybe, or like even just set an intention to do it differently so that it's more efficient or whatever your metric is, whatever your goal is. And I, I think that same in relationships, if I am consistently causing a particular kind of grief, or I am consistently, you know, finding that this issue is coming up when certain things happen, like, I'll be like, is there a way I could change how those things happen? Not change who I am fundamentally or what my values are, because that's tricky territory, but everything's a balance of everything's a negotiation in that way, you know? So I think that I might be disagreeing a little bit in that. I do think that relationships, just like anything, like you can seek the skills that you need and they're not going to happen overnight, but that if that's your intention, that can change just like anything else, how you relate to someone. I feel like I have not been in the same relationship over and over again. I think that there have been a, a pair, pairing pairs almost like sometimes I'll date somebody. It makes me so crazy whenever I say like, honestly, oh no, I really think I do this thing. And then someone in conversation is, this happens to me all the time. People be like, oh no, actually I've never, I don't, that doesn't really happen to me. Like I do it this other way. And I'm like, you don't have the same relationship over and over again, for real. I, are you like my most recent ex? How in what we what ways do you feel like you are like my most recent ex? I feel like I'm controlling. I feel like I. And I have. I feel like I'm I'm imposing in the same way as her. I see a lot of myself in her. Okay. I see a lot of myself in your mother. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm sorry that I exploded like that. I, I mean, feel like we have different ways of handling, like different ways of being, but I don't think that it's, I'm not like implying anything about you. I'm obviously in love with you. Like, what do you mean? You know? No, I'm just sorry that I was trying to tell you about your truth like that. It's up to me. I mean, you were li- You were literally speaking. It's up to me if I... My therapist says, and this is my new favorite thing, you don't have to buy what they're selling. And I want to tell you that all the time too, because like, I think that you're very sensitive. You're a cancer, you know, and exposing your underbelly is hard because it's very tender and people don't necessarily know that because you have a shell, but it is. And so sometimes I want to say to you the same thing, which is like, people are going to talk. People are going to say things like people don't have anything better to do. They're literally not in forcing themselves to do a podcast in the middle of the morning, in the middle of the work week. They're doing something else, which isn't this. And this is hard and you're choosing hard. And I feel like I want to at least validate that I see that, you know, but it doesn't actually matter what other people think because they can't change you anyway. Like we're talking about only you can change you. I hear you. Do you want to finish what you were saying? I hear you. Do you want to finish what you were saying? I think, I think, I think I'm good. I mean, you were talking. No, what? I feel like this whole episode is fucked. I don't think it has to be, but we can stop if you'd like. I'm sorry. 
Hey, Kylie. Um, we're going to pick this up next week. Hey, Jasmine, have you ever trimmed your pubes? Yeah, but that was before my mom told me that shaving was for white girls. Uh, okay, well, uh, <laughs> I do it regularly. Okay, yeah. I don't shave it, though, like other white girls, because the regrowth on that is exceptionally itchy and painful. Ooh, have you ever cut yourself? Yes. Damn. It was emotionally pretty awful for me, too. If only she had gotten the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Um, perfect Package is a very cute double entendre. So in this Perfect Package, they send the trimmer, which they call the Lawnmower 3.0, has what they call skin-safe technology. Basically, they made it so you won't cut your tender parts anymore. Ouch. Okay, so I use it this morning, actually, and it really works. It's lightweight, and it's nimble, and it has a light on the end of it. Just for a little light on the subject. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, when you were done, did you use the anti-chafing ball deodorant? I did. And let me tell you, not a chafe in sight since I put it on. Oh. It also smells like men's cologne, which I really oh, like. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, totally. I wonder if I should get this for my brother. Is that something you would do? I probably would, but my brother is crass and vulgar. What do you think your brother would say? So he probably already has one. Wait, why does he probably have one? Because, you know, he's a fastidious gay man who oh. probably takes care of his balls on his own. But oh, yeah. maybe he'd like a special something-something. Special something-something. Well, they also sent a pair of Manscaped boxers because mm. everyone needs a good pair of fresh undies. Yeah. Well, if you out there want your balls to be as fresh and smooth as my girlfriend's, get you a Perfect Package 3.0 or any of the other amazing products at manscaped.com and use code Jess at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. That's offer code Jessamine, J-E-S-S-A-M-Y-N for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Whatever you call your parts, they'll thank you for this gift. Also, your brother will potentially thank you for this gift. Yeah, probably. I just appreciate so much <laughs> your vulnerability and your willingness to, to share with me, but also in this context of creating art. I'm grateful for that opportunity. I think on the topic of creating art, I think that was the thing that I struggled with the most from last week was I had this experience during the recording of thinking like, I am, this is really great art. This is art being the spirit moving through and just being, yeah. this is impeccable art. But this is not the product that I came into this booth to record. And that is now a problem because I am not utilizing. I'm wasting time and money. I'm wasting resources and energy. And it pissed me off. I got I was really mad at myself for being so attached to an idea that I don't even give a fuck about. Like, I don't care about making products. I don't feel like this world needs more products. Mm -hmm. I think there are plenty of things for all of us to buy and sell. Yeah. Plenty of things for us to use each other for. Plenty of inspiration. Plenty of people have written 
deeply inspirational things, have created deeply inspirational content. I don't feel like there's a need to honestly Mm -hmm. set out to uplift anyone or like make something that is going to have a positive impact on somebody's life. And I feel like even knowing that I have still somehow ended up in this situation where that is being asked of me or I'm asking, I'm asking that of myself. Or that you're working out what all of that is. And you're like dropping more drops in the bucket of no shit you want to do versus shit that's being asked of you. I don't think that art can be sold. I think there are like (laughs) impressions of art that can be sold. You know what I mean? I think there are ways to to monetize parts of the way you make art, but art is the whole experience. It's like spirituality. You can't actually buy and sell the thing that you're talking about, but you can buy and sell the labor that goes into telling you about the thing or whatever. I completely agree with that. I mean, I think that Don Miguel Ruiz talks about this in The Fifth Agreement. He's like, all human beings are artists because the spirit, being a spiritual being is art. Mm -hmm. And art has nothing to do with commerce or capitalism or sales as a concept. Like they're not related to each other. And so they just literally will not go together. (laughs) Like it doesn't matter. They won't work together. Mm -hmm. But simultaneously, they do work together. You know, like Mm -hmm. thinking about the first thing that came to my mind when I started this was thinking about like all the art that has had a really profound impact on me that I got at like a fucking college bookstore poster sale. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like shit that it's like has been reproduced a million times. And the person who reproduced it does not give a fuck about whatever the artist was trying to say. Um, Starry Night by Van Gogh. Mm -hmm insanely famous painting like maybe not everyone but a lot of people have seen this work Mm -hmm. and he is literally just trying to express he's just trying to get an idea out he's not trying to sell a million ipad covers forever and more than anything like there's i'm not even really all that interested in the philosophical question of like should this be the case i'm like It's just boring and it doesn't produce the desired result. Like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like that's what when you said that um, my vulnerability was was um, what you really appreciated about it. Mm -hmm. I was like, that is the bullshit of this whole experience of life for me is that my vulnerability, which is the thing that I dislike the most Mm. about myself, Mm. is the thing that taps me into everything. It's so annoying. It's like, it's everything all the time. Like I was journaling about that this morning, how like it's being so hard on myself. And I was like, and why wouldn't you be hard on everyone else? If you're being this hard on yourself, mm-hmm. I'm just like, God damn every mm-hmm. time, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it's, I, I was turning into like confessional, but I just dream come true. Um, I feel like that's one of the hardest things for me in creating products, Mm -hmm. especially based around any kind of authority, especially. Okay. I'm just, okay. As a yoga teacher, Mm -hmm. I think that there's an idea that I have of what it means to be a yoga teacher 
mm-hmm. and what it means to understand duality and non-duality and to have to be reading the books and to have an awareness of the way the world works, the reason that we're here. Right. So that you can teach it. No. So I think that I have an idea of what it means to hold that information. Uh That idea has jack shit to do with actually living that path or being Mm. my living my truth. But instead, it's like, how can I show this to other people? How can I model this? How can I embody this? Ultimately, how can I project this? Mm -hmm. And this podcast is one of the places where that comes up for me the most. Because it's like, it becomes about what can I offer other people? Mm. What can I what can I bring to the table and how I actually feels like I ain't got shit to bring to the table, but myself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want me at the table, then that's cool. I'm going to sit at my own table. I'm my business. Mm-hmm. But getting into that rhythm and flow of just putting out products and create. We gotta do the show. We gotta do this this episode is a two parter and will be continued next week. Make sure to check back in. Dear Jessamine is produced by Tenderfire Media. Follow the show on Spotify and Instagram at Dear Jessamine. You can also subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts. But by doing any of these things, you would officially become a friend of the show because all of the engagement helps us so much. On our website, dearjessamine.com, there are fun gems for the finding, like behind-the-scenes content, outtakes, transcriptions, and more about the people that I'm about to name. The show is edited and produced by me, Kylie C. Roberts. DJP's socials are run by Chaz Van Hoos and Melody Minigar. Janie Leopard draws our episode art expertly. Fruit Snack plays our theme song. Anna Rooney plays both coach and referee sometimes. And finally, this show is hosted by Ash Danger Phoenix and Jessamine Stanley. No one should be in jail for weed. Tender Fire. Drop page? I feel so honored.